Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To Just Servants. Just Servants. What are we here to do? Just serve. Just serve. Who are we here to serve, Ryan? Everyone. Everyone and who? God. God, most importantly. Most importantly. What a man. Absolute unit. Now, Levi, today we have a special guest here. Special. But y'all are special. special. Y'all are very, very special. As you can tell, he I mean, y'all are going national. That's how special. And I'm just a little unspecial <laughs> this special This man's person. heart is pumping right now, okay? Y'all don't understand how special that is. We'll hear more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there in a little bit. Now, this man is a very special man. Special. And when we say special, we mean special. All right, y'all. He, uh... He knows trees. Trees. I know the tree whisperer. He do, he knows the tree whisperer. And most of y'all don't know who he is, but this is Mr. Ryan here. He's the tree whisperer, and his real botanical name is Curicus Fellows. That is my name, Curicus Fellows. Levi doesn't know his, but it's Metasequoia glyptostriboides, but that's another point in, <laughs> in time. But go ahead, go ahead with the special part. Now, Mike, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't even say his name. Now, this is Mike McAlpin. Mr. Mike McAlpin. He is a very special man. He is a very studious man, but he landscapes. Landscaper. Top-tier landscaper. There's nothing against landscapers. McAlpine landscaping. I can barely do it. It's rough. It's yeah. worse when you get rocks out there. For some reason, he gets me coming back. I don't know why. Yeah, they've, uh, they've been working for me over the years. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Now, Levi. Yep. How do we know Mike? How do we know Mike? Well, I know Mike because I've grown up in this church my whole life. We already kind of went over this with Brian Graham. You're kind of on and off. Hey, hey. But I knew Mike a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) But I got to see Mike every single Sunday. And, yeah. And then I don't know how I even started working for you. How did I start working for you? Well, before that, I've, I've known you since you were not here because I knew your daddy. I knew your daddy. Well, you knew my dad? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He was driving a block truck back then. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Before you were not here. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm catching on now. Yeah, there you go. It, it's, it, we're trying to take it slow. But go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, Mike, a few questions for you. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm just a guy. I landscape. I have children. How many children? Two. What are their names? Oh, goodness. Dang it. <laughs> These are the hard spots. Uh, uh, it's, it's Laurel and Madison, but not in that order. Madison came first and then Laurel. Okay. Do you have a significant other? Maybe oh. a man or a female in your life? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, we're not going to get into non-binary type stuff. But anyway, uh, it is. Her name is Wendy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Are trees non-binary? Hmm? Are trees non-binary? Uh, they have a lot of phloem and xylem tissue in them. And so when you get down to phloem and xylem, I would have to go ahead and dissect, you know, between those dichotomies. So we'll, we'll get back to that. I'll have to research that just a little bit on the tree world of that. So what does any of that mean? Well, you know what phloem and xylem tissues are. It's what goes up and what comes down. Right. That's Uh how the nutrients are carried. Uh All right. Okay, great. Perfect. Now that's a little landscape spoof there for you. Not to put you on the spot, but yeah. how would you describe Wendy in one word? Awesome. Boom, you heard it. How would you describe Laurel in one word? That oh, isn't God. awesome because yeah, he the same yeah, word. Laurel was just sweet. She's nothing sweet. like me. She's a lot like Wendy. Now, 
How do you describe Madison? Oh, Lordy. Uh, she is uh, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I pulled a Joe Biden there. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you in three words, it's not what I just said. <laughs> How would you describe William? William, William, uh, he laid down on us this week. Uh, he is, William is an alpaca, and uh, <laughs> he is not William the Conqueror, but he is more of a, um, he's, he's an alpaca with a mullet. Yep. Yep. With the mullet, guys. With the mullet. Yeah. Now, With speaking mullet. of mullets, mm-hmm. I'm getting one today. Are, Are you? Actually? Yeah, before we go to Top Golf. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Brandon would be a candidate for a oh, mullet? Brandon's got his hair back. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. We have Brandon over here. We have Brandon just sitting in the room. It's, it's, I mean, Brandon, say hey. 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 He's a man of many words. He's like Mountain Man on Duck <laughs> Dynasty. <laughs> he doesn't say much, which we love. We do love it. Now, getting back to Mike. Mike, how did you get into the landscaping business? Well, I spent my first, my dad said, you're going to get a job. And so uh, when I was 13, he sent me out with a construction guy. Uh, won't call his name, but anyway, he cussed me up the ladder and down the ladder and everything else. And I said, construction's not my calling. <laughs> and ironically, I started working for a guy right up the road here, Jack Jones, and he was a Christian, went to this church. I didn't go to this church at that time. And he kind of got me into mowing, landscaping, all that kind of stuff. And that's I just took off when I was 16 and hadn't looked back yet. Did you borrow one of his mowers? No, I never did. I actually purchased. I don't like borrowing people's stuff. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mike, how would you say your business that you have now, landscaping, is a ministry? How would you say, do you want me to repeat that <laughs> word for word? How do you use it as a ministry? It, everybody that Sad. you meet, you know, your you know, ministry and um, your life are not, you know, you don't come to church and be one thing on Sunday and then what you do the rest of the week is, is it's all one piece. Wow. And so you you just never you never get uh, you know when somebody cusses you out you you handle it just like a Christian would and that's what the world doesn't understand is when you handle things in such a way that uh, they don't it just kind of blows their mind when you mm-hmm. turn it back on them and love them. Yep. Represent Christ through your actions. Yeah, but I will say there's a few times I've been in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> been in the flesh. Yes. What do you mean by that? Uh, I, I've been known to blow fuses. <laughs> like a car fuse, you just yeah. snap it? snap. And I, I remember one time I had a lady called me from the bank, and I was just very rude to her. Hmm. And just as soon as I hung up, I thought, oh, Lord, I've blown it. And so I had to swallow the pride, pick up the phone, call her back, and say, I need your forgiveness. Forgiveness? Yes. What is Forgiveness. It's forgiveness for anything that we've done wrong to other people, but in a God sense, it's what you've you know done against Him, and we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. So you know, when it looks from forgiveness from His point, uh, we have to have His forgiveness. But on a, a, a human level, we have to be um, up to up to the plow that we haven't offended someone else because we've we're representing Him. So if we've wronged somebody else, we have to go back and make that right. So when we blow our fuse and we sin and we fall short of the glory of the God, how do we 
get a relationship with him to to spend eternity with him? Well, you know, I think one of the biggest things about that is, um, I think before we even answer that question, is whenever there is a um, a relationship with other people and they don't see a change in your life, more than likely you've never had one yourself. And if we can hurt other people, if we can say things, if we can do things that are uh, very much like the world and unlike a Christian, uh, more than likely we've never been saved. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that when we know that we're saved, uh, we have the Spirit of God bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, Romans chapter 8. And out of that, if we can do something and we don't have any conviction in our heart, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. But that was, you know, I went to church all my life. And, uh, you know, nine months before I was ever born, I was in church. But um, uh, back when um, the church I was in, they confirmed kids. And so they said, you want to go to heaven? I said, sure, sign me up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there was yeah. abs absolutely no change. And then I heard the gospel. And when I heard the gospel, I got conviction in my heart. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I'd fallen short of his glory. And it was at that time as a Methodist preacher, believe it or not, he just he was he was born in eighteen ninety nine <laughs> and just blew me away. And I grown eighteen ninety nine. He was born in eighteen I had a tape uh, mm. that my mom and dad bought. He died in eighty three, nineteen eighty three that oh, okay. is. <laughs> and anyway, uh I, I heard Doctor Yeah, I heard Doctor John R. Church. And anyway, uh <laughs> that's when I accepted Christ and then uh I was 20 years old and been in church all those years and never had really gotten conviction in my heart. And when I heard the gospel, that's what, that's what triggered it. I knew I was that sinner and I'd offended him and trusted him as my savior. Now the gospel, now what would you say that is? Well, it's the good news. Uh, that was the thing. I was always trying to be such a good person because I mm. didn't cuss, drink, or smoke, or oh, go yeah. with girls that do. Attaboy. And so, you know, I was living that moral life. And, uh, you know, when it says we've all sinned, man, it means every one of us. And, you know, when you broke one commandment, you've broken them what? All. All. And so that means every one of those Ten Commandments we've broken. And uh, whether it be in word, deed, or thought, you know, we've done it. And so when I found that out, uh, that's when conviction really hit. I could never meet God's standard of perfection, perfection. And then the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. And whenever you come into contact or you hear the word of God and it exclaims and proclaims Jesus Christ, uh, you find that he is sinless, he is perfect, and that he led that sinless, perfect life for us that when he died for us, he was that sinless Lamb of God that we could truly know mm. him and come into the fold. So what are some funny stories you have of working with both me and the Tree Whisperer? Oh, goodness. We've only got 20 minutes. <laughs> We've only got nine. nine. Oh, only nine minutes? Oh, goodness. Right Man, I tell you, Lord, you know, the fun stuff is, uh, I don't know, blowing straw, doing the stuff that we do, but we always have fun. Always, and it's always. just amazing. Even even Brandon even kind of, you know, sometimes smiles on it stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Lord, I don't know anything else that, that y'all think of that was fun the when y'all were. The thing that always gets me is, 
when y'all was rereading that. Oh, Lord. I, that, I, <laughs> see, that's, that's what I was thinking about, but I didn't want to share that because, <laughs> I mean, this is going national, guys. It's going national. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were going down uh, Highway 109 and going through Wahlberg, and uh, and the only thing I can say is I think Ryan and Levi thought they were getting ready to meet Jesus, but you know when you have a trained 50 year old experienced driver, he, he tractor too, he yeah yeah you know tractors and dump back. truck and all that stuff, and you know you just have to kind of go out in the grass, you know, go through the post office parking lot, and then you know weave it back onto the highway and. And, you know, it, it keeps things, and hopefully I didn't even act distracted, did I? Uh, y'all were the ones that kind of just... Uh, we were... just sat there and accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> we, thought, um, we thought Mike needed to go change his pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I, I, had, I, had, I, I, I had to. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Which? <laughs> Now, Mike is a great driver. Yeah. There's only been that one time where it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Literal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, How about that one time where you actually had to save my life? Well, uh, sometimes we all put ourselves in predicaments. predicaments. And, uh, you know, that kind of reminds me, uh, the youngest daughter, Laurel, was, you know, looking at your waves of distress. And it's kind of like the world, you know, they don't know what's going on. And, and, you know, you were up there on top of that hill, on top of a mower, and if you'd have lost it and went down that hill, you would have... I would have died. You would have died. On top yeah, of and yeah. Blaze would have ground you into little bitty red pieces, mm-hmm. even the red hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was something when I saw Laurel saying, you know, what's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was one time that, you know, I saw Levi that he really didn't have a lot to say other than... Come, 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 help, help. And so, uh, yeah, that was something I, I don't think I'll ever forget, you know, up on that hill. And, you know, it was just like uh, if it had rolled, it had rolled like three or four times down an embankment. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway. And there's a concrete slab at the bottom of it. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. Terrified. It was. I don't really have a funny story. The only story I have is whenever Mike shot me in the face with his mower with a tree bark <laughs> right in the jaw. Uh, listen, Asha might be listening into this, so Osha, Asha, whatever, you know. He doesn't know how to pronounce we, it. We, yeah, we, I don't know. It's, anyway, occupational safety, well, I'm not sure what that is, but anyway. Okay, so someone that their job isn't, yes, your life is a ministry, but say that their job isn't technically in ministry or you're not a pastor or stuff like that. How do you go about studying the Word and growing in the Word when you're so busy working and running a successful business and a successful family? Well, the biggest thing is, uh, I remember I went to the Wilds one time as a a camp up in Brevard, and they had uh, what was called God and I time. And uh, anyway, that kind of instilled into me that, uh, and also another guy, his name was Ernest Bailey, he said, pray without ceasing. He said, Mike, I didn't know what that was before I was saved. And, you know, in my life today, it's like I constantly pray, you know, Brandon would never know it, but, you know, you're going down the road and, you know, something goes wrong. You say, Lord, you know, man, what do I need? And, you know, how does that, you know, affect you? Well, you know, you're not really going to hear from the Lord unless you're in his word on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, we got to eat, but we got to drink, 
but you know when it comes to spiritual things you got to feed your soul and so um you know one thing interesting about brandon is his grandfather was a preacher and he had most of the new testament memorized uh i heard him at a, a funeral one time and he just quoted the word i mean off the top he kind of had a photographic memory and i was blown away and i said you know and so that was one of the first things i started doing is trying to memorize scripture and uh not, not to impress anybody but just so i had the word of god in me and uh, the other major thing that happened to me was in 1994 uh maybe before y'all were even born just a little bit just just a little, just a little bit uh a, guy, a man came into my life, and he truly discipled me, and I think that's what's lacking in the church today mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. men teaching men, women, and so forth, you know, how to study the Word of God. And uh, he said, Mike, he said, you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going, and you don't know what you're doing. So I said, well, thank you very much. I really <laughs> appreciate that, and you love hearing that when you're 24 years old. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, what do you want me to do about it? And he said, well, me and my wife would like to send you to Bible college. And I said, ooh. And it was a Baptist, you know, it was a Baptist Christian college. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ugh. And I thought, but I submitted. And that's where I really began studying the Word. And, and, you know, whenever you you understand certain basic principles, you can begin applying that as you study the Word of God. And it all... You know, when I when I even at twenty years old, I didn't know John three sixteen had been in the church all my life, and I mean, you know, in a church like this where you have a one and you know you're studying all that kind of stuff, uh, and word of life, stuff, you know, it, it, you you take it for granted. And there's a lot of kids that are even in, in good churches that um, you know they take so much for granted, but I just didn't know. And then when it really hit me, and that's when I got just a hunger for studying and teaching and all that kind of jazz. So where would you avoid, because the Bible's big, okay, and it intimidates a lot of people. So where would you advise someone to start to for verse memorization, and, like, how do they go about it? Do they read one verse a day? Do they focus on that verse a week, or how do they... Well, I've always been a person that really thinks that, you know, what I learned when I really began to start growing, I learned verse upon verse, precept upon precept, and that's scriptural. And so whenever you take a book of the Bible, I wouldn't recommend anybody starting in Exodus or Deuteronomy, you know, somewhere like that. But uh, if you'll start in First John, mm. and, you know, it takes you from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry to uh, getting them established. And one of the things, you know, in First John chapter 5 and verse 13, it says, these things write unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. And, you know, that's all the way in chapter 5 of, of that, that short epistle. And everything builds up to that point that you truly know who Jesus Christ is, and it shows you how to live. And so, you know, if I were, you know, starting someone out, you know, that's a, that's a young believer, I would start them out in First John and let them begin just uh, understanding who they are in Christ. Now, Mike. Yes, on a very serious note, Ryan, please ask on. me a question. Move on, please. We've heard your heart has had a few Pal- attacks on it. Palpitations? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, that's a scary moment. How would you say you're certain that you will be going to heaven. I'll say this. Uh, it was not a scary moment. Wow. Boom. Never mind. Boom. It, was, it was not a scary moment. I think you know, uh, 
uh, Brandon was there, and I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I shouldn't share this. You know, I know you're not supposed to tempt the Lord. But uh, you know, you know me. I don't go to the hospital. I don't want to go see the doctor. Me down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, I, I started having to sit down, and I thought, man, what's wrong with me? And uh, we've been up on the ladders trimming crepe myrtles, and those are Legostromi indicas for those who don't know. <laughs> yes. But anyway, that's the tree whisperer yes. inside joke there. But yep. anyway, uh, I had to start sitting down, and I thought, you know, something's wrong. And I, and unbeknown to me, I, I went. We got lunch, came back, took some aspirin, didn't really, you know, the Lord just kind of took care of me. And then I couldn't work anymore, and I said, Lord, I shouldn't tempt you like this, but if my second hand is on the 12, I'm going to go to the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at my watch, and it was the minute hand and the second hand because I'm a slow learner, and the Lord said, get. <laughs> and so anyway, I called Laurel first, and then she was on her way to work, and then I called Madison. I didn't tell them what was going on. I said, hey, can you come help your dad out just a minute? And so they got me to the ER, and, uh, man, it was all peace all the way. And the uh, worst thing was getting the IVs torn out at the very end. I got a stent put in, and they replumbed my heart. It's kind of like a spark plugs, uh, <laughs> you know, oil change and a, maybe a timing belt. Uh-huh. And then a uh, couple rotations. Yeah. Uh, that was Thursday. Friday got the stent. Saturday went home. Sunday went to church. And Amen. Hey, God's good. Darn tootin'. All the time. All right. Yeah. Well, thank y'all very much. Yeah. Thank Peace y'all. out. Adios.